the important thing to there to do there is to accept that is the case. And a lot of people can get in trouble because they'll try to train in their 30s, their 40s, or their 50s, like they did in their 20s. Exactly. And the up and what's actually needed, like I'm, as I said, I'm I'm running really well. I ran my my 10k PB last year at like 36. I ran my 5k best times this year, last year, you know. So I'm running better now over even like 5k 10k which isn't that long um than i did in my 20s by a good bit because i'm i've adapted my training welcome or welcome back to the virtual podcast running long I'm your host, Francesco Puppi. I'm a professional athlete for Nike and also a veteran coach. Today's guest is Eoin Everard, an Irish athlete, physiotherapist, and Pilates instructor with a PhD in biomechanics. Eoin has a background as an international runner with sub 4 minute mile and sub 14 minute 5K PRs. And he's been very successful as a master athlete thanks to his approach to training and his methodology that has allowed him to stay away from injuries and maximize his training benefits. With Eoin today we will talk about training for the master athlete. Masters running is usually framed as a process of decline and we rarely talk about understanding and optimizing masters runners potential in the same way that we do with younger runners. So today we will dive into this topic with a constructive approach, giving some tips and ideas to better manage our training as we get older. For those of you who are new here, Bertrand is the number one app for trail and ultramarathon runners of all levels. Our mission is to make trail running accessible to everybody and everywhere through affordable coaching. That's why all our coaching plans cost $25 per month. With your Bertrand subscription, you will get a personal coach who checks in with you each week to answer your questions, adjust your training plan, and keep you accountable and inspired. This year, Bertrand is the official online coaching for the UTMB Mont Blanc event and the Skyrunner World Series. You can discover more on our app and unlock your best finish ever thanks to Bertrand. For those of you who want to give training with Bertrand a try, you can take 30% off your first month of training with the code RUNNINGLONG30. So here we go. Without further ado, Ellen Everard. Ellen Everard, welcome to the podcast. Francesco, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out and for being with us today. So uh, before, before we dive into today's topic, uh, which is training for master athletes, um, maybe give us a short presentation of who you are, because you actually reached out to me presenting yourself as a physiotherapist, uh, as like a, yeah, a, like a running or better, sorry, um, no, wait, we, we should restart. Because I'm yeah, no now. problem. <laughs> Uh, actually, I meant to ask you, how do you pronounce your, your That's name? That's perfect. Correctly? Yeah. Owen Everard. Yeah. Owen Everard. Okay. Okay. I'll restart. Yeah. Owen Everard. Welcome to the podcast. Francesco, thanks so much for having me. Thank you very much for being with us today. And thanks for, for reaching out. Um, so before we dive into today's topic, which is training for master athletes, um, Maybe give us a short presentation of who you are, uh, what you've accomplished in running, and uh, you're now a physiotherapist. So, yeah, just present yourself and um, 
let's get started. Yeah, I'll keep it very short so we can get on to the good stuff. But yeah, basically, I'm the current European and world uh, Masters over 35 champion. I'm 37. Um, I would do more of the shorter stuff than the trails, uh, but I've ran like, say, sub 14 minutes for 5K, sub four minutes for a mile, sub 13 minutes for 10K, sub 50 minutes for 10 miles. That's kind of as high up as I go on the, the good stuff. Um. Then, as you said, I've won I've won five national championships, uh, ran for Ireland several times. And then on professionally, I am a physio. I am a kind of sports Pilates instructor as well with everardpilates.com. Uh, and then I um, also have a PhD in biomechanics. Awesome. Uh, I mean, sub four meter mile is impressive. And uh, I think it's a, a special category that uh we should highlight so very yeah, jealous yeah. for that <laughs> yeah thank you yeah thanks, i'm not uh, i'm not as fast unfortunately <laughs> yeah 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 thank you so much yeah awesome so the idea for today was to talk about training for master athletes as i mentioned um because i think that masters running is usually framed as a process of decline and we rarely talk about understanding and optimizing um like the potential of masters runners in the same way that we do for like younger runners basically yeah um and like most of the time people are just given a training plan that is like generic yeah yeah, regardless the age um and you know training is training we were talking about it even before starting the record button um training is training whether it's you know for men or women for trail running or road running or track but it's important to understand the principles behind and uh, the reason of some of the choices that we do. Um, also, I, I wanted to mention something that is specific to trail running um, that is related to age, because while the average age of elite track and field athletes and marathoners is obviously around you know, 25 to 30 years old, maybe, the, the age of peak performance in endurance events on trails generally increases as the distance also increases so we're seeing like you know lots of athletes in their 40s uh performing really well and winning major races um even beyond the marathon distance and like achieving super impressive performances yeah i was going to say the same thing you see that a lot you see people in their 40s even 50s winning a lot of the trail or ultramarathon races exactly so to me that is really interesting and i would like to you know better understand why and um, in the end like how should we adapt um training as we age that's the the main question of today's conversation um but maybe let's start from from the science. So, what happens to the body when we age, and why our performance decreases from a, phys- a physiological uh, perspective? Well, there is like, like obviously there is uh, disadvantages as we age, but generally a lot of it is, um, as you said, like a reframing because there's other things that kind of get better with repeated use. So while um, our elasticity will start to go a little bit our like our natural kind of power and speed and as you said like you know if you look at peak um um you can see this on track and field if you look at peak speed we we hit that about like 23 yeah 24 whereas if you look at like say 1500 meters um 
maybe even 5k we're going to hit that around like 27 28 and then uh 5k 10k half marathons like you know Elliot Kipchoge is like 37 38 yeah exactly uh you know so as we go we get different benefits so where we lose what we lose is we lose natural speed we lose natural power we lose some elasticity however what we gain in that time is as long as we continue to train is we gain natural strength like i know myself at 37 or in my 30s i was i'm like actually like physically stronger than me at 18 or 20 you know am i as powerful no but like actually i'd have more strength your aerobic system continues to develop as we develop. So your the adaptations that occur continue to occur. So there's not like this decline on that. And that's why you see people do well at the longer distances in trail running because your aerobic base, not that it gets better as you get older, it's that like if we were just continuing to do speed work and that's it's not to say we shouldn't do speed work as we get older. It's that we have this, like, we're trying to get faster, but like that increased chance of injury are going like at a hundred percent is increased because of our regeneration capacity is, is lower. Our elasticity is a little bit lower. Um, So even though we're trying to train at a higher level and if we can, there is this, this natural decrease that's occurring at the same time. And like, because of like that increased chance of injury, you're probably not going to push yourself like even subconsciously as much. However, there isn't that same decrease in your aerobic potential. So each year, as you as you are getting fitter and you know, like if you get consistency, you can be a lot more aerobically sound because your heart's adapting, your lungs are adapting, the ability, you know, to um carry oxygen more efficiently in your blood continues to adapt and improve and that's why you don't except for like say Jakob Ingebrigtsen who's been doing this since he's like 10 you don't see a lot of distance runners peak early in their 20s like you know Mo Farah would have been like 32 as we said like um a lot of a lot of good runners will be in their late 20s 30s before they're even winning like say the 5k the 10k olympics because it takes that long to develop the aerobic and then you can see, as we said, uh, a lot of the runners like um, uh, Kipchoge, late late 30s, arguably even older than that. If if you, you take some of the rumors, um, you know, that he would have uh, he would have been older when he started than he said. And then now he's like, you know, there's rumors he's 42, like, you know, so uh, you got to. You know, if he is, that's an unbelievable achievement. And then, yeah. as I said, so if you've got someone late in their late 30s, maybe early 40s who are running records, it's because they get strength, they get aerobic, and they can kind of maintain other things that are, are naturally decreasing, but then they get those benefits. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um, so I think in the end, like the effects of aging are come from many different factors. And... Uh, like I think, like we can divide them into maybe two categories, um, like central factors due to you know maybe cardiovascular the cardiovascular system for example, um, like our maximum heart rate naturally decreases as we yes. as we age, 
and also very vertical because like the oxygen extraction and utilization changes as we get older. Um, also, I, I've read that there is um, a process that is, co- is called sarcopenia, which is uh, the muscle loss due to aging. Uh, they basically like, it means that we're losing muscle mass uh, and thus we're also losing strength or the ability to like produce the same power with the same muscle fiber. Um, can you yeah, describe you, a little bit those yeah, processes? Uh, once you, so like, obviously like, for men and women like if you think of our reproductive hormones like testosterone estrogen and women have testosterone as well with estrogen and progesterone so they'll naturally um they'll kind of peak in your late 20s and then you kind of maintain them until like about 35 and then there's a slight decrease and then like there's a decrease then as we continue so that they say you have a loss of about like half a percentage point in strength however if you continue to exercise you can maintain that so you, if if you did nothing exactly. and a 25 year old did nothing 25 year old can still maintain the muscle mass they have with relatively little uh, effect as you get older with sarcopenia about half a percentage loss in muscle mass occurs unless you um unless you continue to train yeah yeah that's very interesting and like a a super important takeaway from this conversation should be that regular exercise reduces the rate of decline of all these uh processes like the more consistent we are with training the better our aerobic system will will be uh the more efficient our muscle will be and so on so that's that's such a good Basically, point there, yeah training sorry. uh can keep us young yeah 100 percent. and even though we're saying that we're you know we're going to be a little bit laterally less elastic uh we're going to have less say speed especially for trail runners or ultra marathon the the focus can be that people because they're better at these events and the the shorter events the focus can be sometimes to just focus on these, to focus on the longer running, where really, even for performance in those events, you it's really important to keep in, say, like strides keep after the these runs, yeah. keep some of the quality. It doesn't yeah. have to be intense. It yeah. doesn't have to be where you're going to a track and trying to run as fast as you can. But, you know, okay, maybe you do your long trail run and trail running is great because of that varying surface it really keeps people on their toes and the muscles working but like say during the week once a week or twice a week doing six 10 second strides or four 15 second strides where you pick it up naturally trying to work run a little bit quicker can really help you know um i'm gonna get to some of the other interventions i suppose we can do as we get older to try keep good optimal performance but as you said it's it's important not to get disheartened with these things all these are reversible with, with some training, and it's actually more important to lean into it as we get older. Yeah. And why is that? Like, I think one of the main things that, like, any of us um, realize as we get older is that our recovery capacity is not uh, as developed as when we were young. Like, basically. Uh, recovering from one session to the other yes more time and you're just more tired 
basically. You cannot expect to bounce back from a race or for, from a hard session as quickly as you were as you, as when you were 20s, for example. Um, why is that? And uh, maybe can you give us some, I don't know, general rules or tips to understand um, how to make sure yeah. that we are actually recovered after a hard training session or a race? 100%. Okay, so... The reason is that um, the, the, despite despite runners being like skinny, distance runners being skinny, when you're running, you are still stimulating a lot of like, say, testosterone production. But because we're burning a lot of calories, there's a thing called protein sloughing going on. So how how much muscle is being like built by the by the body naturally as we train is like nearly being exactly negated by uh, our increased demand for calories and then an increased demand on like, uh, it's called pro protein sloughing, like taking some of the protein that would have been used for uh, regeneration repair. Um, so, to, so we balance out. So that allows us to recover quicker because we have those like increased tests, uh, increased hormones, but it's balanced out. You know, if we were doing exercise that's less um calorie intensive say like like weight training even sprint training that's why they put on muscle it's not that that yeah work just increases that muscle mass running also would do that uh to a lesser extent but we have the calorie deficit so yeah because the ca of those catabolic uh um, yes it's damage. a catabolic versus an anabolic state yeah exactly. and it balances it so because of that then just naturally we have it that um, that regeneration capacity, you know, with changes in our body starts to decrease. So the the important thing to there to do there is to accept that is the case. And a lot of people can get in trouble because they'll try to train in their 30s, their 40s or their 50s like they did in their 20s. Exactly. And the up and what's actually needed, like I'm, as I said, I'm I'm running really well. I ran my... My 10K PB last year at like 36. I ran my 5K best times this year, last year, you know. So I'm running better now over even like 5K, 10K, which isn't that long um, than I did in my 20s by a good bit because I'm, I've adapted my training. So before where you might do like a hard training Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, uh, now you might just do a kind of workout on Wednesday and a workout on sun or on, on Saturday giving longer recovery before I might have taken like as many like rest days. Now I'll always take a full rest day on Friday. I will also do sports Pilates, something to keep my muscles and uh, muscles activated because as we said, that balances out, like especially on longer distances, like um, marathon run, I can come into that with, with injury when we talk about it, but yeah. basically just to know you need to do some kind of like, restoration work be it pilates be it yoga be it a gym work mm -hmm. you need to rather than doing like three hard workouts in a week you need to maybe split that into two you need to include a rest day in your week and then you need to um you know you need to look at the the distances you're covering maybe you you like do less distance but maybe add a little bit more of like quality in there so rather than say if you're doing a, a long run that's like 20 miles constantly but that's the stuff that you're naturally going to be good at 
what we know that you're going to lose is that kind of speed or power. So what we should probably do instead is maybe like do 50 minutes of a warm up, 50 minutes of an easy run like you would have done. And then maybe do like one mile at say like our ultra marathon pace or even our marathon pace, one mile steady. Do that for say three or four miles. And then we might even do um, 40 seconds picking it up, 75 seconds easy. And then just jog out the last bit of the rep. And I would do that like of a, say if you normally do like a 20 mile trail, you might just do uh, 17 miles or 16 miles, but add some like quality in there. So it's just varying the stimulus, um, including those type of stimuluses that we need. And then having something to help counteract the body. Because well, I'll just, I know we're going to talk about injuries more, but it is important to realize that especially for ultra marathons and trail running less so because because the surface is different it kind of keeps the muscles activated but if you're running on road longer distances that can generally overload the passive structures of the body like the ligaments the tendons and the joints so we get like achilles tendonitis we get plantar fasciitis we get knee pain we get hip pain people don't really get like hamstring tears they get hamstring tendinopathy or tendonitis um why that is is that the muscles are not absorbing the shock or the load and they are leaving it to the joints the ligaments and the tendons to do that and then they get overloaded so what we need is something in the week to wake up these muscles that's why i use my say sports pilates that we need something to increase the range of motion and when you have the muscles woken up when they are activated they will naturally then start working more when you're running and take pressure off the ligaments, the joints, and the tendons, which have less regeneration capacity than they used to. That's that's super interesting and something uh, we should definitely highlight. So can you give us a few suggestions besides maybe Pilates, um, yoga, like general strength and conditioning work or core work, yeah. um, even, you know, other types of cross training. Can you give us a few examples? Yeah. And what I can do is I'll put in, we'll put in the show links. I can put in like a, a little routine that people can sure. do totally for free. I'll just put it on, we'll put it in the YouTube. So the, the exercises I would do is I'm not a big, I'm not a big proponent of stretching per se. Okay. So, okay. um, yeah, that's not, another question I was going to ask you, like, since, um, like our muscles and joints and tendons get stiffer, and yeah. our flexibility decreases. Is it important to pay more attention to stretching, whether that's static or dynamic, or, yeah. or not so much? Uh, yeah, but it would be the the problem sometimes is I have people who they might have hip pain or might have like um like calf calf strains, and they come to me and they're like, "I'm doing this stretch for thirty seconds." Say if it's hip pain, I'm like, "You sit on your ass." for 10 hours a day it's going to take more than a 30 second stretch to fix this do you know it takes the then the first issue that i think the main thing that causes problems is i said is that the passive structures of the body are overloaded because you're doing um too much work so to 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 fix that it's not a flexibility issue even if muscles feel tight it's getting other areas working harder to take pressure off that area 
So ones I love. So I think it like, comes down to to strength work. Strength work, yeah. Exactly. Just like you know, um, I think it's it's also very important in in relation to injuries. Like you don't actually uh, fix an injury by just doing stretching or just yeah, being exactly. more flexible. You you need to do some kind of strengthening in order yes. to to address the problem and. Once your muscle gets stronger and they're able to release the pressure on the injured area, that's when you get healthier. That's exactly it. That's exactly it, Francesco. And that people people don't um, recognize that enough. They yeah. think, oh, that's tight. I'll stretch that. But it's like, if you could, like, I say for Achilles pain, I don't yeah. do any, or calf pain, I don't really do any heel drops or heel raises. Because if you think about it, that area, calf is already overloaded so really what we need to do is like a single leg deadlift which is like stand on one leg bring the other leg back behind you and your body down so you're looking like in a t or a plane kind of position and then hold that position for say five to ten seconds now what happens is the muscles on the arch of the foot start to really really burn the calf is working but isometrically like it's not having yep. to like the achilles isn't having to move through a range even though it's irritated the hamstring and the glute start working a lot more and thus waking these up which help can take pressure off the areas that have been overloaded and then allow that to um to work so much more yeah yeah that's interesting too um i, I do think with flexibility one i love is like that world's greatest stretch so like you know bringing your leg forward moving through the ankle moving well through the hip moving well through the upper back be that with static stretching, be that with like joint mobility work because yeah. um, trail running is better because, because we have to jump a little bit because we're on the trails. There's more variety. You, yeah. There's more variety, which is excellent where especially running on roads, there isn't a lot of variety. Yeah. So you're going through a very small range of motion, which can just irritate the same particular spot. So you want your ankle, your hip and your upper back. They're the areas, they're the joints that require good movement. So having a little bit of a routine that moves through. So we always start nearly every session with that kind of hip opener, uh, that world greatest stretch. Um, but yeah, as you said, I think people, and I really like, you know, lacrosse ball, massage ball. I always do that in bed. I think it's so important just to make things easy for yourself. Having a lacrosse ball or massage ball in your bedside locker. As I'm reading my book, takes no more effort to be sitting on a hockey ball reading than just to be reading, you know? So I have a foam roller in my sitting room. You know, I just try and get down on the ground when I'm watching TV, trying to make things easy for yourself as like little, um, as little tips. Yeah. Uh, and what can you, can we say about nutrition? Um, should it be in any way different from our normal nutrition that maybe we have, when when we are in our 20s um like i think there is more of a need for that like your protein you know mm -hmm. i always now take like um and as you said you probably have to watch like just calories in a little bit more because you don't burn burn as much but one thing i would have is like um 100 like protein uh smoothie so i'll have like frozen kale or spinach a scoop of just 100 protein I use a vegan one, then like a banana and I'll have like, say, oat milk. I'll whip that up, 
to make sure you, just, you get a good amount of protein. Um, exactly. I have that after every, after, even, even an easy run. Yeah. Um, whereas when I was younger, I might only have that after the, my, um, two runs. Also, I think like some multivitamin, cause one thing that we have to remember is when you're in your twenties, you, you don't have as much demands on your time. You know, family isn't probably as big, mm. a big yeah. commitment. Work isn't as big a commitment. So you have more time to recover. Um, so, you know, making sure that you like you, you count that into your food and you count that into your recovery. I know it's hard, but can you get like, even still get a, a nap at particular times or can you try work out like a 10 minute meditation to just like down regulate the body? Because you're not probably going to naturally get those times as, as much. Perfect. Um, and when it comes, like, so this leads me to another question that is more related maybe to the, the mental aspects, because I think it's it's very important to address. Um, and one of the main thing is, is to just accept that we age and we cannot perform or be the same as we used to be when we were young. And that's totally okay. I think that's, one of the first things to realize because I see a lot of people that pretend to have the same results as yeah. when they were young or they pretend to say to train the same way, expecting the same results, but that's just not possible. Um, I think that, that is so true. Very, friend. Yeah. yeah. That's think, so true. I think, look, is there one guarantee to get success as you get older? No, but there is a guarantee to get failure and that is to train. We yeah. see that so often <laughs> people have certain Say on the trails, like, Please. oh, I, I always used to do, say, 24 miles or I used to always do a, a four or five hour, like, you know, a four hour run when I was getting ready for this ultra marathon. And they constantly try to go back to these key yeah. sessions and they don't realize that, look, you're still improving in different ways by changing the training and allowing the recovery. Because one thing you have when you're older that you don't have when you're younger is you have a base, you have like. I have a foundation now. Of you have a base and you have the experience. Too. Yeah. I have 20 years of like aerobic yeah. in me. I have race experience. I have like knowledge of how to race that there other skills that you don't have when you're younger. That's and as huge. you said, yeah. people chasing how they used to train is exactly how people, uh, how people struggle once they go, you need to adapt as you get older. So that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it's also important to to understand and acknowledge that um, the same session doesn't always give the same output uh, yes. in different contexts. Um, even, you know, within a, a year of an athlete's career, um, you know, a two-hour long run that I do, you know, this week may not be the same as another two hour long run that I do in two months because they have different purposes. They have, I'm just in a different training block. Um, yeah. There are so many factors that we need to take into account when even weather training. Yeah. Like what was your other training? Yeah. Sometimes exactly. we can look back and think, Oh, that's the one tr session I did or workout, And I need to hit that again, where it's like, yeah. like as I get older, one thing actually about getting ready for a race is the feel like, when yeah. I was younger, it was all about like, I need to hit these times because I hit that time last time. And I've done it where I've been forced to hit a time. Whereas when I really think about it, yes, the time was good when I ran a PB, but it was more, it felt so easy. So I think the thing that would do better, and I try to do that now, is the feeling of like being relaxed, even if it was slower, gets me in a better place to race than the, like 
overexert myself trying to get to a, a certain time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And I think in the end, people who end up being successful at a an advanced age are just the one who recognize and accept that they're slowing down, but they still focus on things that are controllable, like rest, uh, recovery, um, good quality training, strength training, nutrition, as we mentioned, um, and just keeping our body efficient. I think in the end, it's, it's all about keeping our bodies efficient um, so that we can run, have fun, perform, and don't compare ourselves to how we used to be uh, maybe many years ago. Yeah, and perspective, as you said, like that. You know, I, I run with a guy, he's he's national record holder over 40. He's 45, nearly 46 now. But just like when he, the way he looks, our bodies are like in very good shape. And like, if we see some of his like classmates or someone who's his age, it's like, dude, it's like, it's just great. He can go with his kids and he's looking well he's looking healthy he's looking fit so not to forget that that if you're like say 55 of course you know you're not going to be you know as fast potentially over certain distances at 25 but it's like you're probably fit and healthy compared to other 55 year olds and that's amazing and sometimes we can forget that because we are chasing or we were used to coming first and now we're 10th or 20th or you know even if you look at the people you're competing against you know over 55 it could be well i was third fastest over 55 or you know like most people aren't in this shape at this age yeah yeah and i think uh another really important and beautiful thing is the the social aspect of running and the joy that we get out of it like running should always remain like our best moment of the day uh yeah the source yeah, of the endorphins. yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah the endorphins and there is and some... sometimes it's tough though isn't it like you're not it's it always is. the best part of my day but i do is... love it oh, <laughs> but there is some uh, so much satisfaction that we can get out of it even if it's even if it's not based on results you know there is so many reasons why we we run and uh, they're all important as much as our results yes um so maybe to wrap up our conversation um a couple of other questions that i have so we've understood that it's important to still keep quality, um, maybe reduce a little bit the frequency of uh, hard training sessions, maybe go from three to, to two uh, during a week. Yeah. Um, what about volume? Like, is there an age that our volume should be like, should peak? Um, and should we decrease in total volume of training as we age and if so how much um I, that's a really good question I'm, i actually don't know that that well your volume is naturally going to de- decrease because you're going to have to have um more rest days mm-hmm. so naturally the the amount of volume that you will do will decrease um how much you will decrease like the actual runs that you do i don't know i don't think there's a a need for that like i wouldn't you know you're naturally gonna maybe because of that rest day take that as you said the volume might decrease where if this is even just more of a training thing which i know we'll discuss in the future is that it's not so much just getting yeah. volume in or 
getting those low, long, slow miles in. It's like keeping some good quality in. And then to get the quality, obviously you can do, you can do like 10 miles of quality with some quality in the middle. Uh, Like, you know, you can't do 15 miles of that compared to a 15 mile run. So that's where we're also going to do it. And I think that's a sacrifice we're making on the volume to keep like at least a quality session in that keeps the body on the varying paces. And I know we're going to talk about like uh, the different training zones and, and how to hit that in a, in another podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm asking you this because, uh, you know, mileage is definitely a base that yeah. for, for the training of any endurance athlete. So it's important to, to have a good base, but then yeah. I think it's also important not to tr- to stress too much and put it put too too much importance on on mileage as we get older and we have no, but like you still you still need to like twenty year history behind us. Yeah, I think I wouldn't naturally be trying to like like reduce say my long runs. I wouldn't be naturally trying to reduce the length of my runs. Perfect. Now, in fairness, Brian, who's that forty five year old, he has gone back more even like life circumstances. Now he always is sixty minutes rather than a 70 minute run say of like mm. we used to always do 10 miles you might do nine yep. but i feel like keeping the run the same that i've always done i've always done roughly like 10 miles a day keeping that 10 miles there but having like the one day off and then i still do my long run um and then making sure that the because the two the two session days if you do a two to three mile warm-up and then you're doing like a block of like six miles of different very intensities two to three mile cool down you're still getting a long a long run there you just i'm not now i always take a friday off so i'm not getting that extra like maybe five miles that i used to do or six miles in that time and i'm not worried about it exactly yeah just cut cut the miles that you don't need anymore basically yeah or if you find that like they say success leaves clues like you can see how people run to do it but also like failure leaves clues like Hmm. i know like in intense long runs that do change the pace without any break they're the things that seem to like hurt my hamstring or like cause strain so i just try to limit that so again like we said if you used to always do maybe you always just did a, a 30 mile run to prepare for the ultra marathon say but now when you try that 30 mile run it, it causes a lot of niggles and injuries well that's then when you might have to reduce the volume or say if you always try to get up to 80 or 100 miles in a week and that was your your go-to say four to five weeks out was having like consistent 100 to 110 mile weeks now you might have to drop back that down you know or if it was an 80 mile week you always try to hit but hitting 80 miles now causes an injury you just need to recognize patterns and adapt to those patterns and you'll do a lot better that way than just trying to ignore them super important um last question um in your experience, is there anything else we should we should pay attention to um, as we age and uh, we still want to to perform and have fun with running? I think I think I know we've said it before, but I think the variation is m- more important as we get older. You know, there nice. is more stress on the joints. There is more uh, strain. So having something like gym, like sports Pilates, um or like yoga or something once in a week. If people want a free trial of the sports Pilates, they can go to Everard, E-V-E-R-A-R-D, Pilates, P-I-L-A-T-E-S.com. 
um, and sign up for a free trial. You never have to we'll do make sure it after. To, to include the link in the show notes. For yeah, sure. but just even if people, then you'll see the type of exercises you could do. I think doing something like that, I think after a normal run, once in a week, say on a Tuesday or Monday, doing like like five strides of 10 seconds. Um, and if you don't have time for them, cut some of your normal run, that will add way bigger benefits than longer miles. And then in the week, having like set sessions, having set workouts, one might be like a longer aerobic type session and one might be like a kind of 10K type session. The variation will help you way more than just going very, very specific, I find, as you get get older. I mean, thank you so much for our conversation. It was uh, super interesting and I hope our, our audience will find some valuable information. Um, yeah. Thank you, Francesco. If anyone, I have a book as well. It's called sure. uh, How to Get to the Lion in the Best Shape Possible. So you can go to everardpilates.com. So E-V-E-R-A-R-D, pilates.com forward slash book and it's free and there's an audio book there. Thank you so much. Great, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our great interview today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us with a rating and a review in your podcast player or by sharing it on social media, tagging me and Bertrand. We would really appreciate that. If you haven't already downloaded the Bertrand app, I encourage you to do so. There, you can connect for free with our trail runners of all levels in the Bertrand community in our in-app groups. You can stay in trail shape with our free workout videos and get affordable coaching for your next trail running goal for only $25 a month. Thanks again for being here today. Until next time, I'm Francesco Puppi. Thank you for listening to Running Long.